Hello, welcome to the Mythology Marksmanship Podcast. I'm Morgan King. I'm here with Brady Allison. Uh, how's it going, Brady? Good. Not too bad. Tired. Yeah, I don't... A little worn out. Yeah, we had a pretty good day of shooting today. Yeah. It was uh, frustrating at times. A little bit. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. It was fun. Good time. Yeah. Uh, a couple of rough stages, but... Yeah. So, we shot today the... Snake River Outdoorsman um, NRL Hunter Match. And this is, the, this is the end of day one. So we're not going to – we'll post this hopefully what, after day one <laughs> or after day two. So, that yeah, but we just want to talk about today how the day went, kind of what our thoughts were on some of the stages and stuff. Because, man, NRL Hunter Matches are hard. They can be hard, man. I don't think, yeah, I don't see them as super hard, right? No, it. I wouldn't, I mean, certain stages are hard. I don't, I mean, I wouldn't classify it as hard. Well, I mean, we we got dinner with match directors. Yeah. Uh, we're friends with Brian and Seth, and we just um, sat down and had some dinner. And, dude, they're like, so why is it so hard type thing? Because, oh, yeah, Seth, what did he say? He said, why are people getting zeros? Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the wind didn't blow terrible till the end of the day, but if you... But even then, it wasn't terrible. No. Compared gonna, to what the ROs you don't got? Think it was like, no, yeah, it was nothing compared to what the ROs Like the got. R, we didn't even get the minimum no, wind yeah. that they had. Yeah, we were probably, it was probably 12 or 13 in the afternoon, I'll bet. It got up the to last 13 couple stages, at, yeah. at times. But yeah, that was, the ROs had 15 to 40. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was bad. Our, our high wind was their low wind. Yeah. Like really, yeah. we got it easy. Yeah. So, like with that in mind, it's like what? I don't know. It's like what? What is? What is that makes them hard? I I think I have some ideas, right? Like I think, I don't know. Well, what do you think? I don't. I don't really know because I I would not have classified today as hard, but I think what goes on is a lot of we shoot a lot. Yeah, of course. A lot yep. compared to most people. And then you've got your guys who show up to these who they're just here to have fun anyways. And I, I think those are maybe some of the zeros that go on. I, they're not used to watching shots real close. Maybe not used to managing a recoil real good. I mean, some of the spots you had to shoot today were not the world's most comfortable places to shoot in. So I think that had a little bit to do with it. I mean, if, if you're just a hunter and you're here, just I mean, I don't know a whole lot of hunters that carry a game changer around, you know. Not not unless they shoot a bunch like we do. Yeah, we've no, got I to know. get light. But like when Brian asked this morning, or Seth, or one of the two that asked how many new shooters, there had to have been thirty people that raised their hand at least. Yeah, and so if you're new, I I mean, you're gonna have a rough time for the first few matches. Especially these ones. Yeah. Because I, so here's, this is my theory on the new thing. And a lot of people, because the NRL hunter ch- turn, has turned a lot of heads, right? People, yeah. Like guys that hunt and maybe do other things like three gun, blah, blah, blah. They're like, yeah. well, hey, I, I could do that though yeah. because I already got my hunting rifle. And it's and less, less rounds. And, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot less everything. It's more low key. Uh, super fun they're, though. They're enjoyable. I like the atmosphere around them a lot. 
Plus, I love to hunt, so it's just fun to come. Yeah, it keeps you, you it forces you, you to keep You learn new positions guy. that you can use in hunting, for sure. Oh, yeah. Which is, I like that. Like your wife shooting yeah. triple pole front <laughs> We did it for front, three animals tripod, this year. Yeah. Tripod rear. Her bull elk, her deer, and my uncle's deer, they all shot a triple pole out front, tripod rear. I just carried the triple pole in my pack. Yep. So it ma- it makes a lot of sense, and that new lightweight triple pole. They make a lightweight one. I swear that don't they make a light? I know they make a light double. Double. I don't. Oh, think they don't they, make a I light triple. Don't think they make a triple. Oh yeah. I, man, if they made a light triple. Oh yeah. I thought they did. If you could get a super light triple, that would be. Oh, I'd carry that thing everywhere. And I know the hatch. The hatch does a good job. It was just a little. A little, and it was only with my match rifle, my big rifle. It's it's rifle. harder to manipulate. Yeah, it's harder to manipulate. And I think just maybe because we're used to using sky pods, you just know how to use them. It's not as hard to use a bipod, but the adjustability on them is a lot easier, I think, than the hatch was. I had a hatch, and it just had too much play. I figure I might as well have one for my heavy rifle for PRS and one for hunting, or one to do it all, whereas the hatch with my heavy rifle was not. It had a lot of wobble and <laughs> a lot of flex in the legs, and it was not ideal, so I... Sold that to a buddy. Nice, use the triple pull now. But yeah. the hatches work great for the lighter rifles. I mean, yeah. for this game, they work just fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, which the hatch? I mean, I think it's. I like the hatches, but they're nice. It's it is nice though to have a taller tripod on some of these stages. Oh, it, yeah, it definitely helps. I you don't have to have it, and it kind of sucks because I know they don't want this to be a gear race. But if you have a triple pull, it makes your life pretty easy. This is more of a gear race than the other one, in my opinion. It might be. <laughs> and 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 contrary to what people think, it really is. Yeah. Because well, like you need a pair of binos with a good laser, and I mean, a PRS. The the fact of the matter is, you can go to the store, you can buy nine hundred dollar Bergara. Yeah. And and have your regular old binos. Yeah. And throw them on top of a tripod. A camera tripod, whatever you got, it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. And have and and have your whatever loads, and go and shoot a match, and and be have everything you need, right? Yeah. One bag, all that. You come to this, whole different deal. Yeah, you're right. I think the gear is is way more of a race here. It help it helps to have good gear for sure. The triple pole was the number one thing that I shot my first two matches with a double pull and it was fine you can get through it but the triple pulls like it's yeah it's, <laughs> makes your life a lot easier for sure dude yeah yeah uh, the I triple pull is nice it, yeah i shoot a double pull wish i would have had a triple pull today yeah yeah there was a couple stages today that a triple pull was real nice yeah yeah and i, I mean they did that on on purpose almost you know like yeah and you can shoot off your tripod i mean and i did our buddy Sean, I watched it. Yeah, you shot off tripod. I watched Sean shoot off tripod after I was done with the stage. He walked up there and cleaned it like it was nothing. Yep. I mean, it was. You can definitely do that. Yeah. No. Uh. So, but, but I mean, what do you think the? So, what do you do to combat? So these news guys are getting into it. They come out and they get kind of like they kind of get it handed to them, right? Because they're like, man, I take. Not all of them. There's some guys that are new to this that come yeah. out and do great. But what do you think um, will makes the learning curve not so steep in this game? 
I think the one thing that I seem to notice, and I haven't shot a whole bunch of them, but I hear a lot of guys, it seems as though their guns aren't quite as dialed in as far as on their load as they should be maybe. Like having everything trued right or having their binos line up properly or their rangefinder, whatever they're using. We're shooting a lot of animal targets. I mean, the majority of them are animal targets. You'll have some taller ones, but I mean, a running coyote ain't very tall compared to how wide it is. So your stuff's got to be yeah. dialed in pretty good. And I think there's a lot of miss for elevation at these. Yeah. I think. I mean, you get angles too. and Yeah. I I would say most, not most, but a lot of what I hear. I think is that's when you get to the middle. In, maybe. Because I think that's where, I think that's what gets you from, keeps you from missing targets throughout the day. But I think some of the guys that are brand new, <laughs> and it's just a shock to them. I think they're not used to yeah, shooting like that. Yeah, I I think the guys that I think think fair with the best. Um. Yeah, I think the guys that fare the best, in my opinion, when they come over here, are guys that uh, are they come from NRL twenty two. Yeah. Or they come from like local match. Yeah. It. If you've shot standard PRS matches, I actually think it's probably better to go shoot a standard just one-day match and learn your rifle and learn. Like, just go to a one-day local match and shoot your NRL hunter gun and just kind of learn positions and how to use a tripod rear, maybe how to use a bipod out front with a rock for rear support with a bag. I think if you know how to do that stuff, it's better when you show up here, if you know nothing, cause there's some stuff that we figure out that, or that we know of coming from just standard matches to these that you're like, Oh yeah, we do that. And like tripod rear. I mean, well, yeah. You just look at a position. Yeah, you're, like, and you're like, Oh, I can do that. Yeah. That, that'll work. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it's like immediately I walk up to the stage, I see the height, I yeah. see that and I can recognize immediately. That's how to solve that problem. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, that's where it lacks, and the big thing is, is you can't watch people shoot yeah, until you you've don't shot see it. Anything. Yeah, this so you, match is good for that. Like every stage, it's is so blind. blind. It's so stage. awesome. Yeah, it's great. So, uh, yeah. So, like those guys that are new, they're like, man, what should I do? You know? Yeah. And and so you go twenty stages of not of just being able to see the stage behind you sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so you're like, frick, I don't even know what to do. They just like walk to the next one. Like, why? How are these guys hitting all these That's, targets? I think that gets in people's heads too. They're like, how do these guys hit all of this? Or especially like, they get done with the stage go and then watch you shoot it, and they just got a one and you got an eight, and you had a minute left. They're probably like, what in the no, world? Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, and I think it's hard because you're like, man, I don't know, but I do think that it's not a bad idea to just go. To, and I know they say the hunter one, the hunt one or hunter one yeah. or whatever you call those. I don't know how those are. Just Maybe. a standard one day match. But I think you. I think one, yeah, just a one yeah, day. That's all you need. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Yeah, take your take whatever gun doesn't matter. Yeah, People just show go you. shoot it. But just to learn positions are a big deal here. If you can learn how to manipulate bipods a certain way and use a bag, yeah, bag certain way, rear support off of things that are like I mean today get used to knowing where a target is and then yeah. finding it fast yes landmarking you need to practice landmarking for sure I can guarantee you there's a lot of people that find the target through their binos go lay down and they have no idea 
<laughs> I mean, I'm guilty of doing it sometimes. I did it once today. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It I thought happens. I had everything dialed and I laid down there and the fourth target I could not find for a second. But <laughs> which one? The ram head. I just, I kept coming back, kept coming back to the third one every time. And I'm like, what in the world? So I sit up on my knees and throw my binos up. I looked right at it and then I lifted my head and I, then I had my landmark again, but. I thought I had a landmark, and once I laid down to, it was a deceivingly shoot. large pan. It was, yeah, it was more than I was expecting it to be. Yeah, sure. but it was it, that was a cool stage. That was a cool stage. Um, yeah, no, I I think that's part of the learning curve deal. But I don't, I, but I think it's, I don't think it's a necessity to shoot something beforehand. But maybe watch some videos and no, like know how to use a game changer, yeah, I, or whatever. Use that bag properly. Uh. I think more than anything, if you're if you're showing up and thinking you're gonna go whoop some butt, and then you don't, I don't. Don't don't set your expectations don't, too high. Yeah, because I think we get some guys who show up that they don't realize how good people can really shoot a gun because they've hunted their whole life and, and they're the best shooters that they know. Or or that yeah, they're the they'll go out and lay prone and shoot a thousand yards. It's a whole different. Dude, oh, I've made some guys that make a living with a rifle feel bad. Yeah, and I and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I'm just saying you have to look at it. There was a guy I knew that um, super nice guy. He he tra- he trained in the SEAL sniper school or whatever. Yeah, and they would go to K and M for uh, like gas gun the the gas gun PRS matches back yeah. when they had a few of those. And he says he goes he would have to tell the guys because because he's like these guys are like souped up big time um snipers that are like they are they are the legit at at, yeah. the, at their job they they shoot their guns even good but he has to he's like he's like hey guys look you got to realize like these these guys right here yeah this a, is what they do it's a different level for yeah sure. it's like it's like they like you you guys it's not that's not your only job yeah. this is their job this is what they do so like don't go in there expecting to beat everybody because you're probably not going to. Yeah. Like, these guys are good. Try to learn something from them because, like, this is – they know how to make a gun hit something really small. You guys don't have yeah. to hit stuff that small. Yeah. And whatever. Well, bottom line is 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 it's more of, like, setting your expectations. Like, realizing, like, these some of these people that show up to these matches are – oh, uh, they psycho, shoot a gun. Psycho? Yeah. Yeah, tr- 100%. <laughs> Next level freaking – but then, but like I said, it doesn't make you a bad shooter. No, in you fact, just, it'll just drive you to be better. Yeah, and it, I I get it. Like people don't. If you don't know, you don't know. No, so it's. I mean, if you show up thinking, "Well, I shoot stuff all the time," and then you're mad when you go home because you didn't hit anything, but you also you've never shot one. Maybe go a little easier on yourself. Yeah, that's a, a kind of where I'm I'm getting at is like those guys are like there's a difference between between like shooting with the intent to uh to like take a life yeah. and do all that versus versus uh sh- and and keep yourself alive at the same time. Yeah. versus um shooting a competition way different. It's not even like close to comparable. Yeah. It's, this is super specific and and hunting is similar as well, right? Yeah. Like hunting, you don't have to be like that proficient. No. Like, no, like people not kill even stuff close. every year and with a 
freaking 1989 Winchester and a three by nine scope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, shoot, uh, freaking my the gun that killed the most deer in my parents' house is a. It was it was built in like 1961. Yeah. Savage, uh, model. Is it a Savage? Model three lever action is I think it's oh, the model three, or it's uh, yeah something like that. One, I mean the guns are completely or ninety nine. I can't remember what the what the number is, but it's like they're super soft. They're actually yeah. really high value rotary magazine uh, uh, um, lever action. They on the side of them they have a number that says how many rounds you have in there because the rotary it pushes the oh, rotary really? number around so you can see you like look at it oh five or zero or whatever safety's busted so you. You uh, put the rounds in, close it, pull the triggers. That's how you on on an empty. Yeah. So, so that that's how you, that's how you know you're on safe or whatever. That's your safe. And then it has a the scope it was sighted in one time sixty odd years ago, right? <laughs> it's never been and it's a again. it's a Leopold with a freaking German German crosshair in it. Yeah. And dude, it's a straight four power, and that thing has killed more things. Oh, there's the, every year. There's a lot of guns that make yeah my mom shots. just like she's killed so many things with that yeah. and then like all of us kids have killed stuff with it and like she should jerk it out of a scabbard and be have a have a rein wrapped around her arm and bailed off a horse and have the have it dead before yeah. most people can even get off a horse <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's i don't know there is there's a different deal right these are these are fun they're gonna help you get proficient in shooting at things that make are, hunting easier yeah there's 100%. no doubt about it yep I, yeah they force you to get your equipment like in line right yeah everything's like, dialed like i know if i need to kill something my nrl hunter rifle oh yeah is ready to go yeah i walk out there grab my binos when, grab I my mean, gun you just get a gun dialed in anyways yeah, but it, it, it definitely forces you to di- dial yeah. that gun in, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're going to get a gun dialed in, but, like, this one is going to be Well, and because perfect. we do this game, we do next level of dialing in of hunting rifles that do not need to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't need to be. <laughs> you don't need it, but I don't know. It's fun. I... Yeah, but I think that's part of the value, right? You go spend some money. You learn. Like, that's the thing. You will learn. It just sucks that, that you can't watch, right? Yeah. Because you can't get in the squad with – with like the Brian Morgans and the yeah like Owen Copen like people that are Dan Bertacchini like you yeah you can't you watch can't be in that thing so, yeah. I mean if you can if you are in that squad try to go before them because so you if you watch, go before them yes. you can turn around and you could watch them yeah and be like ha that's how they did it yep. you know it's yeah. not it's not because they're cheating I promise you <laughs> like it's not because of anything like that, right? Like those rumors, you'll hear rumors about about guys that shoot good and stuff. And it's because people are like, how in the heck? And so, like, but mo- it's not that. It's because those guys, like they just might have thought of something, seen seen a way to approach something or have a little yeah. bit of experience. And and they can just read some stuff that maybe, maybe yeah. you're just not seeing. And uh, it's crazy how much you can learn at them. It, it's wild. You'll definitely become a lot better hunter if that's what your goal is. Yeah. Just come shoot. Even shooting them. standard matches. Yeah, any of it. Yeah. Like it's wild how much better. But then, but then these just force you to get proficient with everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But like, cool. back to the gear race. 
<laughs> like if we're th- talking about gear races, like to get a to get a gun with all the accoutrement that you feel like you need. Yeah. For this match, under twelve pounds, with the range finding binoculars, <laughs> and and all that bad. stuff. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but it's way yeah, worse. No, it is. If you if you're trying to shoot open light, it's real bad. Like, yeah, I had to freaking buy a whole new action just to make open light with a triple pull. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's wild. Yeah. But then but then uh, you go to the um. Those other like regular match, and yeah, really, anything a standard flies. bipod. You can go buy a Harris, and you'll get through the whole every thing, every stage, everything. Yeah, and and you can borrow things from everybody. You don't have yeah. to have all yep. the stuff. Yeah, you can't borrow stuff here. You got to. Well, yeah. you can, but it's like a pain. Yeah, because then you, how do you get it back to yeah, them? And exactly. and yeah, it's it's wild that way. That's yeah. where it's like, well, yeah, that's where I feel like some of the learning curve shocks people. And they come in here and they think, "Wow, I'm going to be able to do this." And it's not that they can't do it, or they're not, but but there's that, and it'd be slightly discouraging. Yeah. Just come in with an open mind. Don't come in thinking you're going to win <laughs> if you've never shot one. But don't don't count it out. Like, no. Try to win. Yeah, you of course always try and win, but but we've watched. I don't know if you remember, but a, a couple years ago, I remember we shot with a guy at a certain match. It wasn't a hunter match, but he was a big coyote hunter. You remember this? Yep. <laughs> the dude couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I don't. I he think still you're thinking matches though, right? I think you're thinking of somebody else. This oh. was it was an older guy, but oh. the guy thought he was going to come tear it up, and he was really, really mad at himself. And I'm like, look, man, this is not your go out and hunt coyotes type of thing. Like you probably kill us in that. Maybe I no, don't know. I, I doubt it, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I don't know. He probably kills a lot of coyotes, but he was so frustrated. I think it ruined his weekend. Just don't come out here with that. Was it a two day? Yeah. It was a two day match. Yeah. And he just up north. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking you, about you now. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I don't. hundred percent of it, but I remember. Anything. Yes. I just it, remember him getting really mad and the one time saying. But I think well, he I calmed down. I think he oh, calmed I'm down. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's not fun. Uh, but I remember I was there. Like I remember going to matches and being like, when I st- <coughs> started, not the hunter thing, because because when the hunter thing came out, I was already yeah. shooting fine. Like I showed up to my first one and I did win it yeah. because but they, but it was because of the foundation I already had in the PRS thing, the yeah. open matches or whatever. If you've shot any this. of the standard matches, you'll do just fine at these. As long if you've hunted. It does help because you can pick up stuff through binos better than people who don't hunt, I feel like. Yeah, you're used to using those, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, okay, I got this. Yep. So, I yeah. Um, so, what, what did you find? So, I know you're like, it's not, it wasn't terribly difficult today, but what, if there was something you could say, like, that made the diffi- some difficulty, what was it? Because uh, obviously we didn't clean it, so it wasn't, it wasn't. No, it wasn't it, easy. No, it wasn't easy. Um, there was a couple sort of hidden targets that you definitely, <laughs> that dude. If you were not you, if you come shoot one of these where they tell you the sight, the sighting pin is or marker, whatever they have, pay attention. You need to be right on top of it because there was one today. It was our very last stage. I was just slightly to the right, and I could only see the top antlers on the deer target. And it was like a little bit of them. I just happened to pick it up, 
But as soon as I moved four inches left over the middle of the dot, I could see it fine. So, so that's, I would say, the target finding on a couple of them. Other than that, just watch the wind. I think that was, we had a couple times where the wind kind of either picked up, died off, or kind of switched and went the other way. Or Yeah, that was, there was a couple right there at the end that yeah. kind of got me out, caught me off guard on one. Uh, which, back to that siding pin, what he's talking about by the siding pin is there is three marks when you're when you're doing this because they have to you obviously in four minutes you can't glass an entire mountain up and find some little targets you got you have a they have a triangle drawn out with different markers essentially right so if you can think of it you have two siding pins which when we call siding pins there's left and right lateral minimums meaning there's uh, us there's a there's usually a marker that says hey the targets are no farther left than this and the targets are no farther right than this and they're usually just not very far in front of you yeah right it's not like they're gonna go draw a line 10, on the hillside out there yeah no. no but but those are only accurate from from the where where the siding pin is yeah. which the siding pin is the third mark it might be you have a little flag it might be a little piece of paint yeah. it might be a rock or something they say it's from here there's your limits. So that means that you got to be directly over that in order for those limits to be correct, especially when you have tight limits, yep. right? And then you, and then you if you have a target that's say over the left limit and the right limit, you need to pay attention and not be glassing the whole mountainside up. You need to be glassing only in your limits. Yeah. So that's one thing I always try to start at one side of the limit and go to the other side of the limit and try to find all the targets yeah, that way. Yeah, do a left to right or a right to left kind of pan across. Yeah, have some sort of system in place because that is super specific, like you're saying, on that stage in particular. Like you said, if you were just barely off, you were not Oh, and I mean, I, it was like four inches Yeah, was all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it wasn't much. Like, people do not, like, you got to pay attention to that thing, and I, I don't know, I've stressed that on videos. Yeah. I've stressed that on this, but, like, there is nothing... That if there's something, and and Brian and Seth, they're really creative, right? Yeah. They've shot a lot of matches, and they've shot a lot of these, and so they're able to do things like that Yeah. to where, like, it, it makes you think, but, like, they didn't hide those. No, it's not hard. No, it, it still was not hard. It just, you need to be able to Remind think outside you. the box a little bit. Yeah, or, well, inside the box on th- certain things like this, like, yeah. you need to have a system of, like, do not deviate from that one thing. Yeah. You go up there, you find the siding mark, and then you 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 put your stuff, like if it's your tripod you're setting up over top of it because it's yeah. on the ground, yeah. set your tripod directly, the center of it, directly over, over top it. of yeah. that pin. The next, if it's, if it say it's a rock in front of you that's sitting up, put your bag directly on top of the mark, put your binals directly on top of it, yeah. and shoot from there, or find it from there. Yeah. And then that's going to get you out of hot water. But then, and then all of a sudden, as soon as it's time to shoot, now think outside of the box. Think, yeah. what's the way to get most stable here? But until then, you just do a, a route like a machine. You do the exact same thing every time. That's my thoughts. No, I think you're right. Um, I would say the other thing was watch your ranges. Yeah. There was there was a couple today that were <laughs> a little deceiving. On we can talk were. about it now because. We talked to Brian about it because he's like, "Which ones did you shoot?" You know, we asked him about some some targets, right? Yeah. And and uh, I won't. I'll set this to where it it, it comes out after yeah. day two is over. But <laughs> there was that deer, the deer target. 
uh, or the elk target, I mean. Oh yeah. And the first one was <laughs> was he? I we're like, hey, was it on the close ridge or the far ridge? Because Brady and and uh, Sean Houston, who we shot with all day, who uh, refused to come do this. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I'm like, dude, come on. Because if you don't know him, Sean's a great guy, uh, and he shoots these actually really good. He shoots very well. He shoots these matches, like, real good. Well, he shoots – he just shoots good, and uh, – but he's he's pretty dang sporty when it comes yeah. to shooting these. And uh, you two were, like, not adamant this on the close <laughs> one because you both missed over top of it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, it was on the far one. Well, it turns out turns there's out a ridge in the middle. <laughs> there's a ridge in the middle, and it was on the middle. He's like, it was right in between. Yeah. And so somehow I, I, I hit it. You hit it, it on the first shot? Well, I hit it all the times, but you but I'm it. saying it, I hit the the target. Yeah. I pulled oh, out, with your I, I pulled out my little 8K. Yeah. And Sorry, got, we got a train going by. It's quite loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay. I'll try to edit it out, but it probably won't be able to all that good. But, uh, yeah, we do have a train going by. But no, the I pulled out the Sig 8K that I keep on the side of my yeah. binos. I tried to range it with that. I'm pretty sure I got it with that, and I think I got it with the swirls. But I was like, see, I thought I hit it with my binos, but <clears throat> my first shot was a little high. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, Brian, you got to sell this. What, well, so there's a ridge in the middle. Was it closer to the near or the far? He's like, oh, definitely the far. Yeah, yeah, maybe my sh- my second shot. I just got lucky because I took three tenths of dope out. <laughs> well, it could have been. I don't think it was that. F- I think it was only a tenth. Really? Yeah. Because I was definitely over it. Because I, mean, I could see where my bolt. So the close dope, the close dope was uh, it was only it was it for me if I remember right. I think it was I was either four four or four one or four four or four four zero. That's what I shot it for was four four. So he told me he told me that uh, that he tried to make sure that you could hit it from if you ran close or far. Oh. So maybe I just was barely over it, and it looked way high. So he probably went but to the top until they were coming, the, the ridges show. were coming together. But the fact that you couldn't see the base. Oh yeah, there was a. F- he did few that. He hit today. the base on at least five stages. Probably, yeah. Maybe six. Yeah. Well, the one. And he skylined a crap load of yeah, targets. Yeah, there was a bunch of skyline targets. Yeah, there was. And so you're trying to get ranges on these skyline targets, and it's like, if your laser doesn't hit it, like, so there's another yeah, gear. You're not gonna get a range. There's another gear race. Well, that's what I kind of thought you were talking about because it does – you need a decent rangefinder for sure for this, and you need to know where your beam goes in the little reticle thing inside. Yeah, which – how do you do that? How do you find out what yours is? A skyline target, and then if I can't range it or if it's giving me nothing, and then all of a sudden I hit it. Mine's at like 2 o'clock. That's how I do it. That's how yeah. I do it too, but – well, sometimes. But and, – and you do it at Paul's place. Yeah. And do. so And so you can go – uh, for those of you who don't know who I'm talking about, Paul, that's Paul Dallin. He's got a, he's got a, well, I'm just saying Paul has a range <laughs> and that's where, that's where it's nice. Cause he has a bunch of skyline targets. Yeah. And so you can just figure that stuff out. Yeah. It, I mean, it definitely helps and you need to know for these matches. There is definitely, there was the one stage where you shot between the two rocks. You needed to be able to get through there, which I guess that one wasn't terrible. I was thinking it was worse than there was no T post hitting on that one, was there? Was it the pigs? With the long run up. Oh, you mean the muskox? Oh yeah, sorry. The muskox with wheels on it, as Seth likes to say. Is that what he said? I don't know. Brian said something about it. it looks like it has wheels on the bottom <laughs> instead of feet. <laughs> They're all round. Uh 
Yeah, something like that. I, that one wasn't hidden. That one was. I was. It, you could see the base I'm of it. I can't remember which one. I don't know. There was a couple though. You needed. Like, there was another one. You needed one to know where hit. your beam diverted or where your beam went because you were going to hit something else around it. And there were some of them that was like 400 yards behind. Yeah. And I well, wonder how many people that just like. Just and it happened think to about Sean. It. His beam is in the bottom of well, his hit, little circle. Hit the close one. And yeah. he hit the close ridge and didn't realize it and shot the close ridge. He hit the <laughs> close it, ridge. Yeah, he hit the close ridge. <laughs> he shoots him. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I mean. But that is one thing I will say you better have a. You don't need anything crazy. You don't need to go out and buy anything absurd, but you need a good rangefinder. Yes. Whether it's a rangefinder or rangefinding binos. If you it's ideal to come to this with a rangefinder or rangefinding binos that give you your dope inside though. Uh for sure. There is ways around it. There is. Like uh you can in hundred percent you can you can get hard around dope. it. Right, your hard dope. Yeah, right, your hard dope and mean. then circle your you what, what, circle your uh, like ever have it done every twenty yards on your arm, yeah. And then circle the the dope, and yeah. then write one, two, three, four, five, and next to it because it's not always near to far. Yeah. And if it's not near to far, not always is it the same. Yeah. And so you just you just circle it, write it down, and write down one, write down two, or whatever, and that's pretty easy. I've seen pl- plenty of people do fine. Oh yeah, no, that. that'd be just fine. But just something you need to have it. You need figured. to have an efficient system figured out for how you're getting your dope because pulling a kestrel out is too slow. Or to pulling your phone out and or just typing it in. Yeah, yeah not yeah. happening. No. Maybe geo ballistics you could. But you even could still, you're going to waste a hit, minute type it doing in. that Do- over just having a binos or a rangefinder to hit the button on. Yeah, probably. No, for sure. I mean, when it spits it out, it's pretty easy. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it nice. Just gives you yeah, range, you just spits like, your dope. Because especially the swallows are so fast, you just they think, are fast, and, and it's just immediate. You just oh two one yeah. two one, yeah. and then you go on. So so that's nice. So yeah, I I don't know. I think I I agree. Like some of the targets were hard to find. Don't forget your bag. <laughs> like I, I, I just a pro tip. <laughs> oh, like no, if you uh, if you have a bag that you're planning on using on every stage for support, <laughs> don't oh. don't leave it sitting next to Brady. I turned around and I saw a bag sitting on the ground and he had already started. I was like, oh, no. And, like, I had good. no backup bag. <laughs> well, it's, 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 I can't believe you made it through that stage as good as you did. Well, I did not do it that great, and it was, but it wasn't due to stability. But like, I got stable just that's fine. True. You had your if, I freaked out for just a second. I was like, F it. I'm doing it with uh, either backpack or whatever. And, yeah. I, and I was like, oh, I'm going to make the tripod work here. Yeah. And, and for for those of you that don't know, that it was Michael Lilly stage, which is stage two at this match, and uh, it was two positions, and stuffing a tripod on those rocks. Yeah, when was you said you used weird. a tripod, I was like, oh, how? Wow. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little confused. And I and I stuck it up there on the first position, and it was kind of like canted a little bit yeah. to the left. But I was like, okay, I sucked it in there, and it and it was and it was just enough to be about just right. Pulled down on the leg. It was great, stupid, stupid solid. <laughs> Go to the next position, and I'm like, "How is this thing gonna fit on this rock?" That's how I because it was like a rooftop. It was like using tripod rear on a rooftop. Yeah, is essentially what you got to think about. Yeah, it was, and, and uh, it worked out actually quite well. Because uh, I mean, it's a rock, so it grabbed the tripod. It wasn't trying to slide down. Yeah, and I just I got up there, and it was kind of wanting to be off the side of the rock, and I just turned it until the legs were were on the roof. Or on the uh, rock, and then it I I held down on it again, and it was like money. That was actually more solid than the other one. Was it? Uh, well, they were both solid, but that was like, 
that was an extra good position. Uh, I was pretty pleasantly surprised about that position. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it worked out fine, but moral story is it's not great. Yeah, make sure you have all your gear before you start a stage. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I'm going to, for tomorrow, like, I had been hooking it to my backpack and stuff, and but then it got a pain to keep putting on yeah. with that thing hanging off of it. And tomorrow I'm going to just, I'm going to either hang it off or just tie it on the back like I had been yeah. before or with my straps because, dude, it's it, it's always shows up when you do that. Yeah. You get done with the last stage, you put it on your backpack yep. and go to the next one. So it might not be quite as fast, but it's worth it. So, it's not too slow, though. No, no. So, yeah. Anyways, this is pretty fun. We It was a good time. So, uh We'll probably check back in tomorrow for a, a little bit. Uh, I don't know when we're going to do it, but we'll we'll try to figure out something. Or whether it's on the road and I call you. Say we could do it on the drive or something. Yeah, and try to try to kind of combine. I'll probably separate this out a little bit, or not a little bit. I'll just separate it. Is in uh, this will come out tomorrow, and then the next one will come out a little bit later. But just, uh, yeah. Moral of the story is it's a, it's been a fun match. Pro- where I don't know. We're probably not sitting in first place right now, but we're we're maybe in the mix, and uh, hopefully it was fun. It was a good time. It was fun. So if you're looking to shoot a hunter match, they're fun. And if you, but uh, definitely uh, don't get too discouraged by them. They're they're fun. Moral story is they're hard, but they're fun. Come here to have fun. Yeah, and learn your stuff. Learn some stuff. Right on. Well. Thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll talk to you later.